This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 190. So we are quickly approaching the 200 episode mark, and I want to once again thank all of my listeners for joining me each week on this show. Um, uh, If you didn't already know, I think I talked about this before. I'm not sure. Um, I started out hosting this show on SoundCloud and then I decided to move and try Blueberry because they were supposed to be the biggest web or uh, podcast hosting provider. And supposedly, we're going to grow my audience. And that didn't really happen. And they're a lot more expensive. So I decided to come back to SoundCloud. And I'm so glad I did because, boy, once I brought the show back to SoundCloud, it just exploded for some reason. Or maybe it's coincidence. I don't know. But uh, I want to thank everybody for supporting this show. It's greatly appreciated. And I also want to take a moment and say thank you to my good friend and fantastic artistic photographer or photographic artist, if you will, Dave Kelly, for joining me this past Thursday on the show. It was great to have him on the show again. It's always awesome to talk to him. His episodes have been very popular. Um, As a matter of fact, his solo episode got a tremendous amount of downloads within the first 24 hours, almost 2,000 downloads, uh, which was fantastic. And uh, he had teased me, if you remember, uh, when we were talking before we started recording the episode, that... um, that uh, the episode 131 where he and Ellie were on together, that everybody was just tuning in to listen to Ellie. And I said, no, nah, I don't think so, because uh, actually that was her the highest number of downloads for one of the episodes she'd been on. And I said, I think you had something to do with that, because you're a super talented photographic artist. You do a lot of great fine artwork, and, uh, and uh, your website's extremely popular, and you've got a lot of followers on social media. So I think it was both of you. And now we know for sure because his episode where he was on by himself, he got almost as many downloads as uh, she did when she's on by herself in the first 24 hours. So my hat's off to you, Dave. It was definitely you that helped uh, really bolster the last episode, 131, where you guys were on together. That episode had like 35, 36, 3700 downloads in the first 24 hours. Um, And so now I can tell you for sure, Dave, it wasn't just everybody tuning in for Miss Ellie Cat, although she is extremely popular. She will be back on the show soon. She did get back from her overseas trip just recently. She's taken some time to decompress, which I can completely understand. Um, And she actually wants to come on for two episodes. She wants to come on by herself and talk about her trip, which I told her she is more than welcome to do. I'm really excited about that. And then she is going to be back with Dave Kelly, the second episode with the two of them together that I'd promised you guys um, earlier this year. So we'll definitely be doing that in the upcoming weeks. So you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. And do me a favor, share the show out on social media and elsewhere, because if every listener can get just one more new listener, hey, we'll double our audience and the show will get just a little bit bigger, which would be great. 
that would be fantastic. All right, so being this is Sunday's episode for October 3rd, 2021, as usual, I am covering the latest weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors for this week and see what they have for us. Let's do this! All right, first up, the upcoming Canon RF 5.2mm f2.8L is a dual fisheye VR lens. This recently rumored lens is actually a dual lens for virtual reality, so it's definitely a niche product. The full lens moniker is Canon RF 5.2mm f2.8L dual fisheye. This is definitely a surprising and interesting development for RF lenses, but it shows Canon is more than willing to branch out in lens development. Now, that is a short article, I understand, but this is just the first information we're getting on this lens, um, so I wanted to make sure I brought it up. And the source for this article is Nakashita, and it is a little bit exciting. I've never been big into buying fisheye fish lenses. I don't currently own any. I've played around with them a little bit, renting them. And you can definitely get some unique images with them. Uh, I've kicked around the idea of possibly picking one up. I definitely won't be picking this one up because being it's an L lens, it's probably going to be substantially expensive. And it's a dual purpose lens, which will probably drive the price up even higher. Uh, but it is definitely an interesting bit of news nonetheless. So we'll have to wait and see how that fleshes out and when Canon decides to officially announce that lens. More than likely sometime in 2022, maybe the first quarter, probably the second quarter, but we'll have to wait and see. Next up, patent Canon RF 180mm f3.5 L macro and a Canon RF 200mm f4 L macro. It looks like Canon is working on another macro lens for the RF mount. With the Canon RF 100mm f2.8 LIS USM having been released, there is likely a niche need for a longer focal length macro lens. Canon didn't sell a ton of EF 180 f3.5 USM lenses, but the people that did need it loved it. So here's what we have right now, the Canon RF 180mm f3.5 LUSM macro, focal length 1.74.43mm, f number 3.50, half angle of view 7.07 degrees, image height 2164, length of lens 189.49mm, with a back focus of 13.73mm. Now the second possibility is the Canon RF 200mm f4 LUSM macro, focal length 194.00 millimeters, F number 4.0, half angle of view 6.36 degrees, image height 2164, length of lens 202.49 millimeters, and a back focus of 39.36 millimeters. Now, this is some interesting news. I didn't think Canon was going to make any more RF macro lenses. Generally, the for most people, the 100 millimeter is more than enough focal length for macro work. But there are some macro photographers out there that like to have a little more reach. So if Canon is willing to give them that, I say go for it. Next up, Canon registered two new interchangeable lens bodies. Uh, 
Canon has registered two new ILC bodies with the Russian certification agency. The two new cameras have the product codes DS126841 and 42. These are not EOS M cameras, but they are interchangeable lens cameras. The product codes are also sequential, so this could mean the cameras are closely related, and it could even simply just come down to color. Certification can come months in advance, so it's unlikely these new cameras are coming in 2021, but there are announcements expected in January of 2022 and in the spring of 2022. So what do you think? Is this going to be another R-body full frame? Could they possibly be R-mount crop bodies? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but it is an interesting bit of news nonetheless and last from canon rumors for this week they had a short week i apologize a backside illuminated aps-c eos r camera is coming in the second half of 2022 ever since the launch of the original eos r there's been a burning question as to whether or not canon would be bringing an aps-c rf mount camera to consumers over the last few years, there have been sporadic reports that this is going to happen eventually. I have now been told by a good source that Canon will definitely be bringing an APS-C RF mount camera equipped with a backside illuminated sensor in the second half of 2022. I have also been told that this new BSI APS-C sensor will appear in more than one camera. The resolution of the sensor is unknown at this time, but I think something in the area of 28 to 32 megapixels is most likely. And I would have to agree with him on that. I don't think they're going to go much higher than 28 to 32 megapixels. They may even surprise us and keep it capped at 24. We'll just have to wait and see. But it sounds like they may be coming out with more than one body with this backside illuminated sensor. So that's definitely going to stir things up a little bit. And I think they should. I don't have a problem with Canon doing RF mount APS-C cameras, you know, that are less expensive for consumers and hobbyists and stuff like that. I just don't think they should waste their time doing RF-S glass. Just make regular RF glass. It works on both cameras. The only difference is with a crop body sensor, you're going to get a little more reach with a full frame lens than you would on a full frame camera. Keep just one line of lenses. Don't break it off into two branches like you did in the EF mount. Plus, they'll save you a lot of money in research and development. That's just my two cents. But we'll have to wait and see what Canon decides to do. Okay, and now we're going to head on over to Nikon Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. The Nikon D850 is finally back in stock at Adorama. B&H Photo, Amazon, Paul's Photo, Calumet, Germany, and Camera Canada. That's it. Just that short little blurb announcing that the D850s are back in stock. That'll make a lot of Nikon shooters happy. The D850 has been an extremely popular DSLR. It's a workhorse of a DSLR, to be honest. And I know a lot of people were disappointed that they couldn't find them anymore. Well, now you can buy them once again, but if you've been on the fence about getting one, you better go ahead and pull the trigger now, lest they run out of stock and they can't. you can't get them again for a while. Next up, three more Nikkor F-mount lenses discontinued, the 80-400mm, the 12-24mm DX, and the 105mm Micro. 
Nikon Canada sent a notice to retailers that three more Nikkor F-mount lenses are no longer available to order, hence discontinued. The Nikon AF-S Nikkor 80-400mm F4 5-5.6 G EDVR. The Nikon AF-S DX Zoom Nikkor 12-24 F4 G IFED. And the Nikon AF-S VR Micro Nikkor 105mm F2.8 G IFED. IFED. In the past few months, Nikon has been slowly discontinuing E-mount or F-mount lenses. I apologize, and it's not unexpected. They're going all in with their Z-mount mirrorless systems, just like Canon is with the RF mount systems. It only makes sense to start discontinuing their other lenses, their other lens line, camera bodies eventually as well. Canon's been doing the same thing, so it's totally normal for this to be happening the sky is not falling <laughs> so if you're a nikon shooter and you've been looking to get one of those lenses it's now too late unless you can find one on ebay next up just released capture one 14.4 with nikon zfc support the nick collection 4.2 luminar ai5 Exposure X7 and Lightroom Sneak Peek. Capture One released version 14.4 with support for the Nikon ZFC camera. Additional information on the new version is available at the accompanying link. If you buy Capture One 21 now, you will get version 22 for free in December of 2021. You can use code Nikon Rumors for 10% off. DxO released Night Collection version 4.2. The Night Collection sale is ending. Uh, additional information on the new version is available at the accompanying link. And of course, all these links will be in the show notes for this episode. The Luminar AI Update 5 has already been soft launched and will be available for download to everybody in the next few days. New exposure software X7 announced. Additional information on the new version can be found at the accompanying article. And Adobe released a sneak peek of their new AI-powered masking tool that will be coming soon to Lightroom, Lightroom Classic, and Adobe Camera Raw. So a lot of great software news. Now, I did just update my Capture One Pro 21 to that new version, as well as my Luminar, but not to version 5. I didn't get version 5 yet. Don't know why, because I've been using Luminar software forever. Uh, but they didn't saw, uh, send me a soft-to-launch uh, copy of 5. Uh, mine just updated to a new release of 4.2, which I think was dot, like 4.2.2 or something like that. Um, so definitely some exciting news for all of these software vendors and for all of us. Next up, TT Artisan will soon announce a new 32mm f2.8 full-frame autofocus lens for the Nikon Z-mount. And there's some interesting images here that you can check out in the show notes. TT Artisan will soon announce its first autofocus full-frame lens that will be available also for Nikon Z-mount. The TT Artisan AF 32mm f2.8 Z will be officially released in October or November. All other mounts will follow after Sony E, Fuji X, Canon M, and Canon R. So definitely exciting. I might be interested in the Canon R version, but eh, maybe not. I've already got the 35 f2. I probably don't need a 32mm 2.8, but we'll see. We'll see how much it costs <laughs> and the reviews on it. 
TT Artisan was rumored to announce its first AF lens in 2022. I'm surprised they did it earlier given the current global parts shortage. It is also nice to see that the Nikon Z version will be released first. TT Artisan lenses are sold at in the U.S., Adorama and B&H Photo, Amazon U.S., Amazon U.K., Amazon Canada, worldwide via eBay, Pergear, and AliExpress. Uh, preferred TT Artisan online store, Photo Rumors online store with free international shipping. So definitely an exciting bit of news coming out of TT Artisan. But we'll have, like I said, we'll have to wait and see just how good the lens is. Next up, Nikon D6 firmware update version 1.33 has been released. Today, Nikon released firmware update version 1.33 for the D6 DSLR camera with a single change. Quote, fixed an issue that would in very rare instances result in a burst of two photos being taken with a single press of the shutter release button when single frame was selected for release mode. And so if you have the Nikon D6, you might want to grab that firmware update so you don't have that issue. And last up from Nikon rumors for this week, Irix announced a new 30mm f1.4 lens for the Nikon F mount. Today, Irix announced a new 30mm f1.4 DSLR lens for Nikon F mount. The new lenses should be available soon for sale at the official Irix USA website, Adorama, B&H, Amazon, and in Europe at Amazon UK, Amazon Denmark, Amazon France, and Amazon Italy. Additional information, including technical specifications and press releases, can be found at Photo Rumors. All right, next we're going to head over to Fuji Rumors and see what he has for us for this week. First up, Topaz Denoise version 3.3 available with $20 discount plus $15 additional discount with code Fuji Rumor. Topaz has just released the update for their most popular AI-driven software, Topaz Denoise AI version 3.3. They offer this new version with a limited time discount of $20, but you can save an additional 15% if you use coupon code FUJIRUMOR at checkout at the accompanying link. The Denoise AI eliminates image noise without loss of details. And that is it for that article. Kind of a short one, but one that I definitely wanted to share because I know Topaz Lab software is extremely popular. I have some other software myself. Next up, Viltrox Red Fujifilm X-Mount lenses available for pre-order. Viltrox has now made the Red Viltrox X-Mount lenses available for pre-order at their store at the accompanying link. Sorry for this minimalist post, but I am camping somewhere in a forest near the San Palagrano Mountain Pass in the Dolomites right now. And he has an accompanying Fuji Rumors Instagram post where he is out with his backpack and everything. Wow. So it looks like he's out having a little bit of fun. Next up, Fujifilm Neopan 100 Acros 2 back in stock. The Fujifilm Neopan 100 Acros 2 is already available back in 2020 at B&H Photo. However, the stock is never really enough to fully satisfy demand, hence it keeps running out of stock for longer periods. Now you can find it available at Adorama, or you can also get it at Amazon US sold via Adorama. So Adorama is selling it both in their online store and their Amazon US store. So if you need that film, you can get it, but get it quick before it's all gone again. 
Next up, TT Artisan joined Sigma in coming, or is coming, Sigma is coming. Tamron arrived, updated list of current and future rumored third-party X-mount AF lenses. All right, and they just keep coming. TT Artisan just announced the TT Artisan 32mm f2.8 AFX mount lens. Sigma CEO basically announced lenses for Fujifilm cameras coming too. The Tamron 18-300 f3.5-6.3 has just been officially announced with full specs. And according to our exclusive rumors, Viltrox will launch the Viltrox 13mm f1.4 AF in November for the X mount. Well, I guess this means it's time for us to update our list of current, future, and rumored third-party X-mount autofocus lens manufacturers. And you can find that list at the accompanying link in the show notes. Available now or for pre-order, the Tamron 18-300 f3.5-6.3 at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama. The Zeiss uh, uh, Tuit, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, 50mm f2.8 1.1 macro of B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. The Zeiss Tuit, uh, 32mm f1.8 at the same three retailers. The Zeiss Tuit, 12mm f2.8, the same three retailers. The Viltrox, 56mm f1.4 AF at the Viltrox store, B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama. The Viltrox, 23mm f1.4 AF at the same four vendors. The Viltrox, 33mm f1.4, the same four vendors. The Viltrox, 85mm f1.8 AF, Mark II, at the same four vendors. The, um, and that is it for Viltrox. Now, Takina has the ATX-M 5623 and 33mm f1.4 X-mount lenses available at B&H Photo, Amazon US, and Adorama. So definitely some more exciting news. For those of you shooting Fuji X-mount, looks like you're going to start getting some more third-party lenses. I hope, for goodness sakes, at least Sigma and Tamron are going to get on the wagon and start making them for Canon RF-mount. That would be nice. Hint, hint, Sigma and Tamron. Next up, Sigma CEO, lenses for Fujifilm. We are now thinking about how we can satisfy Fujifilm customers. All right. So, in all these years, the Sigma CEO, Katsudo uh, Yamaka-san, has explained that they wanted to make X-mount lenses, but they can't as Fujifilm protected its mount by not disclosing the protocols. Well, Fujifilm finally understood that it was a massive mistake, and in 2020, they opened their mount. And now, after almost a year of teasers, the Sigma CEO finally made a statement that can make make Fujifilm shooters optimistic. In fact, in an interview with Cinema D, he said, quote, We are aware of the demand for Sigma lenses for Fujifilm cameras. We are now thinking about how we can satisfy Fujifilm customers. In my ears, this sounds like surely lenses will come, but Sigma is thinking about which lenses Fujifilm shooters could really want and hence satisfy them. And if my sources are correct, the decision has already been done as the first Sigma AF X-mount lenses should be announced in 2021 yet. 
And here are some other key points of the interview. Sigma was founded 60 years ago by the father of the current CEO. The current CEO does not want to make Sigma as big as possible. He is more hungry for quality, so his focus is on quality products. Sigma always tries to make lenses as small as possible, but so far they don't offer pancake lenses. Sigma still can't find a way to make a pancake lenses with acceptable quality. Note, this is why I love my Fuji, Fujinon XF27 2.8 RWR, as it is an incredibly good lens for being that small. Trust me, guys, it's optically amazing and ultra compact. It lives glued on my XE3. Sigma does not stop exploring on how to achieve good quality pancake lenses. It's easier to make a perfect lens than a lens with character. Note, which is why I love my good old XF35 F1.4R. See it in action here in Barcelona, and that's an accompanying link. So, it sounds like Sigma is finally going to be releasing those X-mount lenses really soon, which is going to be really exciting for Fujifilm X-mount shooters. And I'm going to pause for a brief break here, and I will be right back with you. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191, and you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com, and you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. So let's continue on with the last part of Fuji Rumors for this week, and then we'll move on to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap things up. Next up, you can now pre-order the Tamron 18 to 300 millimeter f 3.5 to 6.3 autofocus lens for Fujifilm X mount. You can get it at BH Photo for $699. It is marked as coming soon and open for pre-order, so jump on it quick if you've been waiting for this lens. And you can now pre-order it at Adorama as well and soon at the Amazon U.S. store. Strange feelings come up. I mean, I am totally in love with my Fujinon XF 18-135, F35-56, but I am also tempted by the new Tamron 18-300, F35-63. Is it allowed to have love affairs with multiple lenses? If so, let me know, guys, and I might yield to my temptation with a smiley, a winking smiley face. Uh, I love the guy that does Fuji rumors. He's really silly sometimes. And wrapping up Fuji rumors for this week, Capture One 14.4 released with Export Tool Comeback and Fujifilm GFX 50S Mark II support. Capture One 14.4 has been released. A welcome comeback. The export tab down below a list of what it brings. Capture One deal. If you get it now, Capture One 21 with the discount code. Thanks to 10% savings with code Fuji Rumors. You'll get Capture One 22 for free as soon as it's released on December 2021. The offer is valid also for those of you who are on Capture One 20 or older versions. So you can log in to your account and upgrade now. 
All right, so Capture 114.4, new features, uh, Sigma tethering, tethering support for Sigma FP and Sigma FPL cameras, password protection for Capture One Live, adds the option to protect sharing sessions with the password. Changes and improvements, changes to export workflow, brings back the option to place exporter tools in the main window of Capture One including adding the exporter tool tab. Improved catalog performance collections now load up to 600% faster on Windows and 300% faster on Mac. Please note this does not improve loading and opening the catalog itself. Easy magic brush adjusting adds the shortcut actions to resize and change other parameters currently implemented for the adjustment and heel clone brushes to the magic brush. Fujifilm tethering improvements allows changing parameters of camera settings while in live view. Other added support for macOS Big Sur 11.6. Camera and lens support, the new Fujifilm GFX 50S Mark II, the Nikon ZFC, the Olympus Pen EP7, and the Pentax 645Z. So a lot of exciting information from Capture One there. And I'm sure that's going to make a lot of people very, very happy. And now to wrap things up, we're going to head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors. First up, new Kickstarter projects, motorized slider, life PO4 power station, and wireless SSD storage. If you want to risk and invest in some new Kickstarter projects, here is a list of new accessories that might be interesting for you. The YC, uh, looks like onion, I guess, chips 3.0 transformable motorized slider. Details here at Indiegogo. One modern S8, your ultimate fingerprint touch portable SSD. Details at Kickstarter. The Fremo X700, world's smallest 1000 watt. Uh, Life P04 power station. Details at Kickstarter. The Lamb, Lamb Ogo. Rugged high-speed wireless SSD storage details at Indiegogo. The Superbase Pro fastest recharge IoT power station details at Kick, or Indiegogo. And the NVZ uh, MagHub, world's first pop-up SSD USB hub details at Kickstarter. Now, keep in mind, folks, these are not online stores. Indiegogo and Kickstarter are crowdfunding sites you are running the risk of losing your money by backing a project on there. Now, most of them generally turn out to be legit and the product does come to market and the people that pledged money early get their early copies and everything is right in the universe, but you have been warned. Next up, Curiosity, Viltrox announced a limited edition red edition of their F1.4 Primes. Viltrox announced the red edition of their 23, 33, and 56 f1.4 lenses. Inside the video, you can see the XF versions of these. I'm not sure yet if they will make E-mount versions as well. What do you think? Should they? Uh, should they? And here is the teaser video, which you can watch on YouTube at the link in the show notes. Next up, Nick Collection 4.2 released in 30% discount. Well, it's already ended, so it ended a couple days ago. But you can still get the Nick Collection. Let's see here. They also released the new 4.2 version. Uh, 
Uh, native M1 Adobe Photoshop compatibility. The Nick Collection 4.2 can be used with Adobe Photoshop CC in native mode on Apple computers with M1 silicon processor version 22.3 and up. Uh, the Nick Collection 4.2 also makes Nick Silver Effects and Nick Vizia compatible with the latest versions of Capture One. Improved responsiveness for the Nick Silver Effects. The Nick Collection's flagship software plugin, Nick Silver Effects, features a range of exclusive presets and effects designed to simulate classic analog films, including Kodak Tri X400, Ilford Delta 100, Fuji Neopan, and more. Its range of customized presets lets users vary the grain structure and contrast characteristics of their photos to accurately reproduce some of the most iconic black and white films in the world. With Nick Collection 4.2, Nick Silver Effects has once again improved its U-Point technology, control points, which makes it possible to locally adjust contrast, edit brightness, and structure-specific areas in the image with infinite precision have become even more responsive. The photographer's workflow has become even faster. And like I said, I did just recently update to that version myself. Rumor A7 IV still unofficially targeted for end of October, but still unsure. The A7 IV is going through the same painful story of the uh, ZV-E10 release. The worldwide chip shortage makes it impossible to have release schedule. Anyway, so far, the A7 IV should still be announced by the end of October, but I've been told that we still can't be 100% sure of that. What's definitely likely is that the A7 IV will ship out in December, but not in majestic quantities. Depending on the demand, some of you might have to wait till after Christmas to get one. And unfortunately, that's just the way things are right now. Next up, first worldwide review of the Tamron 18-300 for Sony. Quote, recommended for travelers who want a quality mega zoom. And you can place your pre-order. Oh, no, you can just get notification when available at b So it isn't even quite available for pre-order yet. The Tamron 18-300E lens in the USA at b Photo, Adorama Focus Camera, in the EU at Photo Koch, Photo Earnhardt, and Wex UK. Sony Alpha Blog posted the worldwide first review of the Tamron 18-300 for Sony. He concludes, quote, the 18-300 F35-63DI3A VC VXD alphabet suit at 749 euros is a pleasant surprise. Yes, it is heavy. Yes, it is very long. Yes, the aperture is quite small, but image quality is there with very good sharpness. Some very nice color rendition and smooth background blur when used at close distance. It is much better than any of the numerous 18-200s available than the Sony E55-210, the uh, F45-63OSS. It is simply the best all-in zoom for Sony E-mount. It will be ideal for travelers who want to take only one zoom with them and shoot from landscape, street, portrait, to animal photography. The zoom is equipped with image stabilization, which is a big plus for most Sony APS-C cameras, except the A6500 and 6600 that have sensor stabilization. 
the AF is quick and precise and good lighting conditions, but don't expect much. Uh, expect a miracle with an aperture of 6.3 at 300 millimeters and low light. ISO will climb very fast. For video, if you do static plan, it delivers very good results, but the zoom ring is very stiff and you can't get smooth zooming while filming. Recommended for travelers who want a quality mega zoom lens for the Sony E-mount. And last but not least for this week and wrapping up, new Tamron 35 to 150 F20 to 2.8 image samples and pre-orders are open again at B&H Photo. This lens is $1,899. After having it paused for a couple of hours, B&H is now accepting pre-orders again. The 35 to 150 at B&H Photo, Photo Koch, in Denmark, Photo Earnhardt, Denmark, Wex UK, and Park UK, the 28 to 75 2 at BH Photo, as well as the other same retailers. Image samples, you can find some image samples at Tamron Global and here at Photography Blog. And there are some beautiful image samples there. The lens itself looks great, and the image quality that you can capture with it looks really great as well. And as I said a moment ago, that is going to wrap up all of the news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 190 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners, no matter where you are in the world, once again, for listening, for subscribing, rating, and reviewing an Apple podcast, Google podcast, or anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. The show is now officially on Verbal as well, which is a newer platform, B-U-R-B-L, so you can now find the show on there as well. I also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel, give it a subscribe, watch the videos, like them, share them out, comment on them, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And if you'd like to do the same for the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania projects, that would be fantastic, and I'd really appreciate it. Now, it's been a while since I talked about it. My first book, Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, the Northwest Counties, did release almost a year ago in November. You can still get copies at Amazon and Barnes & Noble, or you can swing by the liamphotography.net online store if you'd like to get a signed copy that I will ship out directly to you. All right, everybody, that is going to wrap up this one. I will see you all again on Thursday.